Individual therapy can be such a rewarding process. Unfortunately, a lot of people reject it because they're afraid of the unknown. I am Naya B, therapist, author, speaker, educator, and influencer, and I welcome you to do individual therapy with me. Take this journey and listen as unfiltered and unscripted brave souls heal and share their stuck points. My hope is that someone listening can relate to their stories and get a perspective on how real therapy takes place. Who knows? Maybe one day decide to get some therapy of their own. But when you do, though, just come do it with me, Naya B. Nine listeners, you guys are back for another session of doing it with Naya B. And I have with me today the host of the Pure Factory podcast, Monique Ross, Dr. Bay. What's up, girl? Hey, Naya B. Thank you so much for having me. Shout out to all of your listeners. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and uh, have this therapy session. It comes at a very uh, opportune time for me because I'm in the middle of all the uh, crisis. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I appreciate you for your courage and bravery and willingness to do this. Um, you know, this is the Heartbreak series and I you know, encourage people to just kind of come on and just be themselves. Um, for those of you who are just joining, my name is Naya B. I am a licensed professional counselor in the state of Missouri. I am also an author, speaker, influencer, educator, and you are doing it with me today. And it is individual therapy. So with this heartbreak series, you know, I have people come on. I just want them to be themselves. I just want them to, you know, be in their purest form and just kind of let me know what's going on. How are things? So we talking with Dr. Bay today. So Take the floor, Dr. Bay. How can I help you? And what made you want to do it with Naya B? I wanted to do it with you first and foremost because you were so gracious to come on to Pure Fuckery, the podcast, as a, a guest and do a, a therapist breakdown, a mental health check-in uh, with my listeners. Uh, as you all know, we are in the middle of a global pandemic. So to have you come on and do that check-in and leave us with some, you know, you dropped several gems and left a number of pointers and stuff. And it, it absolutely resonated with me and it, it left a lasting impression. So when I first found out you were doing your podcast, I'm like, I absolutely have to come on your show. And then uh, as I'm in the middle of, you know, my per own personal quote unquote crisis, love life uh, in the midst of a relationship that I, I think I told you about that everybody knows I should have been walked away from uh, months ago, probably after the second date, I should have walked away and left well enough alone. But uh, me, you know, my daddy always told me I, uh, a hard head makes a soft ass. And so here I am with my soft ass and, uh, you know, seeking seeking therapeutic uh, help from Miss Naya B here. And uh, so what's going on with me? You know, this situation I've been in, Naya, it's been an emotional, can I say fucking roller coaster? You can say it whatever you want. This is you. <laughs> Thank you. This has been an emotional roller coaster. You know, just a little backstory. I, um, this guy I've known for several years via social media. And when I moved back to St. Louis last year, he started kind of hopping in my DMs, pressing me, pressing me, pressing me. And uh, I finally agreed to go out on a date with him after several months of him being consistent and persistent in his efforts. I said, you know, a friend of mine said, uh, you gonna miss your man on that bullshit. You know, we tend to ignore the ones that put forth the effort and chase after the ones who, you know, don't, you know, it's all about the chase and, and conquer for me. And I absolutely know that about me. Like if you show me interest, 
I'm, you know, I probably won't express interest. But if you run in, I'm going to chase. It's it's some shit deeply rooted within me that I'm dealing with that I'm well aware of, you know. But in this situation, I said, you know what? You know, he's he's trying. So give the give the guy a chance. So I go on a date with him and was completely enamored by him. Like he's completely different than what he presents himself to be on social media. So that's what drew me in. And the fact that we were able to sit down, we shut the restaurant down, had a very open, honest, respectful conversation about who we were, what we wanted, you know, just all these things. And it was so intellectual. I was completely enamored. I was intrigued and I wanted, you know, he, I was drawn in and I knew better. And I, when you know better, you're supposed to do better. But, and I absolutely told this man, I said, you know, I want to take it slow because if we can't make it as friends, we never going to make it as a couple. And I, you know, I went out with him on that first date. The second date, we were, he had already put us in a relationship at the end of the second date. And that was red flag right there because I had already put on the table where I was as far as dating. I left a fiance in Atlanta and that was still up in the air, so to speak. So I just wasn't there, but I continued to allow my emotions to leave me and, you know, ended up jumping in the sack with this man. And it turned out, you know, initially it was everything you think you wanted. You know, he's attentive, he's kind, he's caring, he's loving, he seems genuine and just all these things. And fast forward, when I would not conform to his expectations. And when I told him, you know, I said, I feel as if you had me on a pedestal. And when you found out I wasn't perfect, you hated me for it. And so it turned into this messy, drama-filled entanglement that I literally have been trying to get away from for months. And, you know, we say try because that implies that we're making the effort. In reality, I really wasn't trying because I kept going back for more. I kept going back for more. And it wasn't that it was, you know, this abusive relationship. You know, it was more so uh, just a lot of narcissistic tendencies, uh, sociopathic. My own personal therapist, she told me, uh, she said, to put it in lamest terms, I'm pretty sure this is after I gave her my phone and she read our entire message, text message thread. She said, I'm pretty sure there are some bodies buried somewhere by him. So put it in clinical terms, narcissistic, sociopath is what I would categorize it. And if it were up to me, he'd be committed. And uh, in the wake of hearing about so many different women being killed by significant others, men that they're dating and stuff, I just took a step back and said, okay, you need to really check yourself. And no matter how which he's making your ass, you need to pull it together, babe. And you need to get out of that situation before you end up in a situation that you can't get out of. And so as of recently, I've taken a step back. I made the decision, conscious decision, like walk away, let it go. No matter how many times they say we can work past it, we can get past this, we can make it work. You need to let it go. And no matter how many times in your mind, you believe that, hey, it could possibly work. Deep down, you know, it's not going to work. And that's where I'm at with this situation. Um, You know, I know in my heart of hearts, it's not going to work. He knows it's not going to work. I think it's more so um, out of 
first and foremost out of laziness, the both of us just refusing to get up and go and try and meet somebody else, give somebody else a chance. And second of all, it's just, you know, comfort. We're comfortable. You know, we're comfortable in our mess, in our drama, in this self-inflicting pain that we, you know, we're inflicted on ourselves. And I even said that to him. I said, hey, at this point, I'm self-inflicted. I'm putting myself in this situation with you out of a, you know, it's a choice that I'm making. And I, like I told, I don't blame you. I blame myself because I keep entertaining it. You know, I know better. And when you know better, you're supposed to do better. And I'm not doing better, but I'm, I'm attempting now. I'm no longer saying I'm trying, I'm actually doing. And it feels good to kind of release myself and relieve myself of the negative energy. Uh, the craziest thing, Naya, when I met this man, no man in my life, middle of a global pandemic, I'm literally in the house, locked down, you know, everybody's on quarantine. And I was in the happiest, highest vibrated energy that I can ever recall in my adult life. And it was just me, my energy, my space, the God that I serve, meditating, yoga, doing just prayer sessions throughout the day, reading books, listening to music, and just really enjoying my own time and my own company. And this man just kept pressing, kept pressing, kept pressing. And I actually kept declining the invitation to go here, there, and everywhere. And literally one day, just out of sheer boredom, I was tired. Look, I had read all I can read. I yoga all I could yoga. I prayed all I can pray. I meditated all I could meditate. And just out of sheer boredom, I was text like hey is it too late to accept that dinner invitation and he's like no it's not and immediately we made plans and we were out on this date and like I said initially I thought hey but people put on a show people put on a front and uh I, I you know I had to learn the hard way that you know people will tell you who they are and you know pretend to be something but at the end of the day, you need to stop listening to those words and pay attention to the actions. And that's where I'm at now. I'm paying attention to actions and I paid enough attention to these actions to know that this is not what I want for myself, not what I want in my life. And then you throw in a pregnancy scare and that's when reality sets in and you say, hey, you playing with this fire and you keep playing with this fire, this is what you're going to get. And once that whole situation broke out and I'm sitting back like, you know, this not what you want. You know, you would never want to bring a child into the chaos of this situation where nothing like we haven't even reached a point where we're ready and prepared to tell people, hey, you know, perhaps we're expecting. And we're already arguing and going back and forth about custody, you threatening that you're going to take the child and sue me for sole custody. And um, you're threatening to, uh, you know, kidnap the kid, leave the country. I'm threatening. And like, this isn't even solidified. Nothing's solidified. Nothing's confirmed. And this is where we are already. Like, it took for all that to take place for me to step back and say, quit playing with that fire. Because at this point, you're a willing participant in all this bullshit and you fueling this fire by continuing to engage in the situation with this man. 
And, you know, in hindsight, I look at the situation and I'm like, you know, on paper, he's, you know, he's a great guy. He's perfect. Older guy, 45 years old, no kids, never been married. But that's another red flag because at what point do I take a step back and say, or does he look in the mirror and say, hey, I'm 45 years old. I've never been married. I don't have no kids and nobody wants me. (laughs) (laughs) Not even the craziest, the craziest, you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, on paper, you're great. And he even at one point pointed out all the baggage that I come with and made it seem like I should be grateful that a man like him wants to, you know, engage and entertain with a woman like me. And, you know, as a woman who's been married, middle age, I'm 40 years old now, my kids are older, I've been divorced, I've been engaged twice, you know, I took a step back and I looked at it and, you know, some, some, some insecurity set in for me where I'm like, damn, uh, you know, for a minute, I'm like, maybe he right. Maybe I need to, you know, get with the program because you are this old ass woman with two kids, you know, and somebody wants you like, give them a chance. But then like in hindsight, I looked at it like, yeah, I have been engaged. Like I've been asked to be married twice after my divorce, you know? So like, it's not like I'm hard up for anybody or anything. And when I met him, I wasn't, I was in a space where I didn't want anything. I didn't want anybody. And then here he comes and trying to put in my head, like, you know, something's wrong with me and he's this and that. And I had to really look at it like, Hey, look at you. Like, yeah, you are this on paper, but just because you don't come with the same baggage that I come with, don't mean you don't have baggage, sir. So I'm going to shut up now, Naya B. I'm going to give you the floor. I'm listening. I'm listening. (laughs) You know, people don't realize, but therapy is is really more so about listening and giving people their own space to to hear themselves. And it sounds like you're very self-aware, number one. I mean, that's one of the things that I hear about you is that, you know, you've come to grips with what your strengths and what your weaknesses are. And you're very aware of the relationship, the effect that it's had on you. You're very aware of, you know, how you like to be courted and how you like to date and what interests you and what seeks you out. And that's cool. That's cool. Sometimes though, um, being so self-aware can also be a sabotage because we can be so Mm self-aware that we can work against ourselves and we start choosing things that are not necessarily for us because we think we need to change or because we think we need to do something different. Um, couple of things that stood out for me as you spoke was, One, you went against yourself when you decided, hey, I'm gonna go for the person that's going for me. Usually you're like, I know it's wrong that I go for the one who don't want me. So let me go for the one that do want me, right? So you went ahead and you you did that. So then after you did that and you noticed that he was like making these claims on, hey, this is what I wanna do. You went against yourself again because you said, I wanna be, I want to be friends first, but then he decided, no, we're going to be together first. (laughs) And you're like, okay. So you went against yourself at that time. And It sounds like you've been going against yourself the majority of the time in the relationship for whatever reason, whether you've had good feelings for a moment or whether you've, like you said, comfortable, familiar or whatever, it's still you have this dialogue in your head that says, okay, I need to not do this. This is not healthy for me. This is not safe for me. I have all the facts. I have all the truth, but you're still working against yourself. What is it about you that wants you to keep working against yourself? 
I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. I, I, I like I, I like I told you before, like I sit down with my therapist on a consistent basis. And, you know, it's for me what I what we've come up with, you know, uh, abandonment issues from childhood situations I've seen in the household that I grew up in as far as my mom and dad are concerned, you know, uh, previously being the one that always left and then turning into one who's been left that does something to your ego, Mm -hmm. you know, and when, when you're, uh, trying to operate within yourself and letting that ego go and not having that, not being attached to ego and arrogance, but then you come across someone who's all about ego and arrogance, it becomes a battlefield because I, me being an alpha female and then dealing with another alpha male. It became a tit for tat session. Who It was a pissing match. Whose dick is bigger? And I literally had to take a step back now and say, hey, you win. You have the dick. I don't. I quit. It's you won the battle. You won the war. You win. Whatever you say. And I found I had, I, you know, I, I looked at myself like, dang, are you you just going to give up and, and give in? And then I started trying to conform and be something for him to him that I wasn't. And that's when all the problems, that's when a lot of the problems persisted, because although I was trying to be, I was keyword trying, I wasn't. I tried on my terms. And for me, it was me being out of my comfort zone. And you said something, you know, of going after or, or choosing something different. You, you just said that. And that's what it was. It was all about it being something completely different and outside of what I was used to. You know, this man physically, physical appearance was nothing that I've ever dealt with. He's biracial. And uh, therein lies a whole nother problem because I wasn't aware that there's a, stigma on biracial people and that they have these a whole nother set of issues as far as their identity is concerned but uh with this guy I wasn't aware this is the first biracial guy I'd ever dated and after the fact everybody's like well you should have known better he's biracial I wasn't aware because I don't look at situations like that I just knew that he's different than anything I've ever dated and give him a chance do something different because people will always say um you know your type is what, what, you know, what got you single or your, t- you keep going after what your type, what it is you like is probably the reason or the problem. So I try to do something different and it's not about different, you know, doing something different because people come in, you know, all different shapes and sizes, but until you, you know, deal with whatever you got going on within you, you're going to continue to attract the same type of people in different physical forms. So it don't matter what they look like. Stop looking at the physical. It's what's on the inside. And that, you know, that's my issue. And I don't even know if I answered your question, but <laughs> I kind of went off on the tangent. No, there. I you, no, you're fine. Your answer did. Um, I don't think that being biracial or any of that has anything to do with whether or not a person um, just has traits of manipulation or narcissism or is dealing with. I think people are just people. And when we think about what narcissism is, it's a disorder of shame. So anybody can have shame and anybody can, you know, have an issue with their identity and process things in a, in a way that's maladaptive for them. Um, but what I'm hearing you say is you have an issue with control and so much so that you work against yourself 
Mm-hmm. I can just to have that. that control. And I what happens agree. between you and him, like you said, pissing contest. It's a matter of, like you said, who can have the most control. And that control is what becomes addictive. So much yep. so that you miss, that you forget the signs or forget the fact that the relationship is not even healthy because you want control. You yep. know, I and, agree. I absolutely agree. <laughs> and at this point, you're like, you know what? Having this control, because even when it comes with abandonment, if you say, hey, I have some abandonment issues, what is abandonment about? Abandonment is about, I don't want you walking out on me, so I'm going to walk out on you. Or I want to always have the upper hand, or I don't always want to feel left. So in order for me not to feel left, I need to hold on to something. So that way, when you do go, I can say, oh, okay, I was really over here anyway. So it's right. cool. So it's still an issue of control, trying to control how you feel. Even when you people please, it's you still having, trying to have a control of the other per- person's opinion of you. You know what I'm yep. saying? So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's still a matter of control. So now you're at the point where you sound like, hey, I've relinquished this control. I don't want to have this control. My question to you now is how does it feel to just relinquish it and say, I don't even want this type of control because it's toxic. It, f- it feels great because I find myself coming back to myself and getting back in touch with who I am, who my soul person, who my soul self is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the distraction has been eliminated. Um, I'm back able to focus and get back to the task at hand. I'm back, you know, daily meditation, daily yoga, daily praying, back to reading. Whereas in those, you know, nearly a year that I've been engaged engaging with this man, I kind of let all that sort of fall by the wayside. I wasn't, you know, maybe I'll yoga, meditate, pray once a week, twice a week. I just wasn't doing everything that I was doing before where I was operating in my highest vibrational energy before I allowed this man into my space. Do I blame him? No, because I'm grown. I hold myself completely accountable for everything. And, you know, the toxicity of it all, I absolutely played a part in it. You know, um, I, I, I absolutely shared in it because just as you pointed out, like, you know, those control issues that I'm very well aware of within myself and to relinquish that control and just say, hey, you win. I quit. I'm no longer finna, you know, be in this war with you. You won a battle. You won a war. It's yours. You can have it. Mm-hmm. And now because I've reached that point. He wants he he constantly wants to bring me back, and I don't want to do it. I keep saying I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to battle. I'm good. Just leave me alone. And then he turns it into, um, he you know he'll hit me up, and if I'm not ready to talk and conform, it's like okay. And then you know I'll get blocked, and you know then a couple weeks later you hit me up and want to talk, and then you'll say I'm just going to protect my peace. Do that because that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to protect my peace at all costs and to take that power back, to get back to myself, to protecting my peace and my energy because I've taken a look in the mirror and I'm like, this isn't me. This isn't who I am. The things I've said, the things that I've done that I look at as being taken out of character, I'm just, you know, I've been beside myself looking at myself in the mirror to the point where I'm like, I don't even recognize me based off of some of the things that I've done and said in the past, because it's not who I am. I'm genuinely a happy person. I'm genuinely always smiling. I'm genuinely always motivating and inspiring. And like, to the point where I'm like, you know, was avoiding friends and family 
at times because how can I speak life into you? How can I pour into you when my cup my cup's already empty? Mm-hmm. So I'm avoiding friends and family, not willing to offer up any advice and, you know, not even necessarily because I can't pour into you, but I feel like a fraud because I'm not doing these things for myself. You know, somebody calls me with their relationship problems. I can't offer that advice and tell you to do X, Y, Z or share my insight or my opinion when I I can't even do it. I'm not doing it. So, you know, for me, it's, it's more so about me getting back to who I am, being able to look at myself in the mirror and accept me and love me and embrace me and understand that, hey, you know, this is what you allow. But moving forward, let's, you know, let's remove it, remove that from your energy and get back to who you are and get back to operating in that high vibrational energy that you are always in. And, you know, yeah, you lost it for a minute, but come back. You know, you're never too far gone to come back. And that's where I'm at. And it feels absolutely great uh, to get back to that energy, get back to myself. And, you know, I've taken some time off from social media. I haven't been as active, but, you know, trying to get back there to where I can, um, you know, have that, have that spark that I know that I have that's within me that, you know, um, that I lost, that I lost along the way. Um, I had somebody tell me, um, Hey, um, something it, it was a meme that was shared with me recently somebody sent it to me and it says something to the effect that uh, a lot of men are attracted to women that they're jealous of or something to that effect and it didn't register to me until like just recently in this situation where um I have an event that I'm doing and I reached out and I said hey can you share this across your social media platforms and they just pissed the brick and went off and blah 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 it made it seem like uh you know, I was asking too much, but you share stripper events and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And it all, all of it clicked in. And I just looked at the situation like, because you settled into who you are in the life, working this job and, you know, just being who you are, you come across me, a woman who doesn't wallow in her own self-pity, who doesn't, um, just let the darkness consume them. Like I'm not allowing the dark, the darkness, the darkest days that I've had recently consume me. And you want to shit all over that. And I, I don't even know if I'm making my point clear, but no, that's what I got from saying, that. That's you're, what I got. You're, you're, you're saying that um, there's a possibility that he may be jealous of you or successful, just jealous of you because you don't quote unquote uh, need him in the way that someone else would and right that part um you think kind of fuels him a little bit and as evident by him not wanting to share your event now let me ask you this because as you say you want to protect your peace and you're relinquishing the control what is it that keeps you communicating with him well the like i said the latest situation with the pregnancy scare that's what kept us in communication previously okay. but now that that whole situation has alleviated itself mm-hmm. um we're to the point where we're not we're not even like i'm not even communicating at all so this is all within the last couple of weeks where we were in that space now i've reached a point that okay this situation has subsided um it's time to move forward and move on and move out and that's where i'm at 
at with that because, you know, I like I know the toxicity of it all and I'm aware of that. And because I'm in the space that I'm in now mm-hmm. and that we're no longer we no longer have that one situation in common. I'm able to move on and let it go and several ties and let the communication go at first. Yes, I was trying to engage in conversation, but now I'm just like, you know, this whole it's it's done. It's water under the bridge. I've let it go. I'm yeah. good. What are some healthy ways going forward? Because you mentioned that you were an alpha female and just me knowing a little bit about alpha females. <clears throat> um, <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we, I mean, you um, <laughs> like to have, you know, I mean, control is definitely uh, that thing, you know, and it can be, you know, something that contributes to our demise sometimes if we're not really aware of it. And we can psych ourselves out and think that we have control, but in the end, we really don't. We never did. Right. So what are some healthy ways, though, that you think going forward that, you know, you can kind of have control in not just your your love life, but just as a woman in general so that you can get that need met? Self-awareness is definitely going to be the one, number one for me. Uh, when you know who you are and you are aware of yourself, you're capable of operating in an energy and you're capable of being an alpha female and knowing how to play your position, whether it be in your everyday life or whether it be in your relationships. So, you know, just being conscious and aware of who I am as a woman, who I am as a person um, and, and knowing the energy and knowing what I'm capable of doing. Um, I, uh, you know, watching my words first and foremost, because words cut deep, you know, once you, once it's said, you can't take it back. So just really being aware of things that I say um, to myself, that self-talk, because mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, we don't negative self-talk around here, you know, um, and not just negative self-talk, talking, you know, negatively to other people trying not to allow anybody to take me out of character to the point where I'm speaking negative or spewing venom. You know, I don't, that's not who I am, but I allow this person to, you know, get me out of character to the point where I'm spewing venom and seeing Mm -hmm. the most heinous things to them. And like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that. And because I don't want to be that, I'm consciously making a decision not to be that. You know, so uh, for me, just being self-aware, knowing, you know, just acknowledging the fact that, hey, you are who you are and acceptance, accepting me for me and accepting when a situation is not for me, accepting and knowing when you see those red flags, when you are well aware that, hey, this is not what you want, you know, it's not going to go anywhere and being able to let it go and walk away rather than prolonging the inevitable, making it last for six, seven months, a year, when you know damn well a month, a week, two weeks, two dates. For me, I knew it wasn't what I wanted. And then even like before I even laid down with the man, I should have said, you know, before I laid down with him, I knew that it wasn't what I wanted. Like I said, after the second date. Mm-hmm. But I still went and laid down with him and justified it, justified continuing to sleep with him, saying to myself, well, you know, I'd rather not put another notch on my bedpost, you know, justifying, OK, he can give you great, consistent sex. So, 
use that for what it is. Mm-hmm. And rather than going to sleep with someone else and putting another notch on your bedpost, you know, that's that's the shit that I say to myself to justify my my own ignorance and my own bullshit. You know, that's what I say to myself. So just being aware is make stop making excuses. Mm-hmm. Stop making excuses. Sometimes that need bitch. for control can be so damaging to us that we don't even realize that we don't even look. We don't even want to control ourselves. That's how much mm-hmm. that's how much we we, we got to have control that when our 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 psyche or those red flags are going off and we know we disobedient to ourselves. We like, no, I got this. Like that's that level yep. of control that we yep. sometimes like to have and how it can be detrimental. But it sounds like you are definitely headed in the right direction with, you know, choosing your self-awareness and allowing that self-awareness to work for you instead of against you. You have to be your own line of defense and you got to be your own friend. You know what I'm saying? Like as you begin to look at the things that you need and that you don't need. And so once we get to a place where we're like, you know what, that's not good for us. We got to believe that and stand on that no matter what people come back and convince us otherwise of. Cause then that means that we're second guessing ourselves again, which means, okay, so right now you know what you need, but yet you're going to work against it. What does that mean? And I think a lot of times that's where people need to do the work. And it sounds like you're at that place. And I think that you're going to do well. You're going to do well going forward. So I appreciate you. You you got Thank this, you. girl. I appreciate, I appreciate you. you for letting for for you know allowing yourself to come on here and be vulnerable. I know you have your own therapist and whatnot. So I mean, I think it's really good that you you know still allow yourself to process this um, with me, and I'm 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 really grateful. So. Um, you guys, you know, you can you can catch her on her podcast show, Pure Fuckery. Um, and she definitely has um, good content. So I advise you to go ahead and check her out. Where can they find you in the event that they want to come check out your podcast? Sure. Um, I'm on all platforms where podcasts are uh, available. Uh, the main ones, Apple, Google, Speaker, Audible, Amazon, uh, you can also watch the visuals on YouTube every Friday. We've coined it as Fuckery Fridays. And uh, I just want to say, don't let the name sway you. Uh, pure Fuckery is just one of my expressions that I use to um, sum up the BS that life tends to throw our way. You know, it's, you know, this crazy, beautiful thing called life. We all are living, you know, we all have drama. We all have BS and it's not all about all surrounded by drama and BS. You know, we have, it's lighthearted banter where we, you know, have good, fun conversations surrounding any and everything. The only topic I don't cover is religion, politics, and racism. Um, I've saved those for a project that I'm working on, but uh, absolutely, if you're interested in tuning in, catch us every Friday on YouTube, the visuals, and anywhere else that uh, podcasts are distributed, you can find Pure Fuckery, the podcast. I am your host, your favorite, Dr. Bay, Monique Ross, Naya B, thank you so much for having me. I absolutely appreciate it. Thank you. And, you know, you guys, I want you guys to know that, um, you know, professionals, we go through things too. You know, just because we may be in the public eye or we may seem like we, you know, know everything, we we go through life. And every time, you know, we go through something, we need to be able to sit down and process it with our peers and with people that we trust. And so I appreciate Miss Dr. Bay for uh, allowing me to process this with her. 
And you guys know where you can find me. You can find me on Instagram at author underscore Naya underscore B. And you can check me out at Naya-B.com. And uh, I'll see you guys next session. Thank you so much, Dr. Bay. And thanks to my Naya listeners. Bye.